This is Win, Lose, or Rain, the podcast about sports with a mean lean to baseball. We talk to the people, that is the players, the pundits, and yeah, even the occasional super fan. What are they about? How did they get here? What were their prospects real or imagined? And what's next? And while we're at it, let's throw a little pepper on the hot topics. No salad, all show. Here's your host, Abby Kowal. Hello, everyone. This week on the podcast, Michael Barris joined the show to talk about his recent decision to hang up the cleats and focus on coaching and impacting other kids' lives in the baseball world. I appreciate Michael coming on and opening himself up and being willing to talk about all of this. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it, and here we go. So is it weird being back in College Station right now? Oh. Yes and no. I think yes, because it's like the middle of July, you know, the end of July, and, um, a week ago, like I was in pro ball. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, like, I'm so happy I'm back because I have time to kind of set up where I'm living, set up what I'm doing, set up, you know, school and, uh, figure out a schedule and kind of get back in the flow of college. Right. You know? Or starting, you know, full force in the fall with the team. So I'm sure most people that listen to this probably know your situation. And you probably, I mean, probably, you have had an emotional couple of weeks. You know, you just decided to hang up the cleats and move back to College Station and finish up your degree. But, and I, I feel like you're probably going to be so sick of talking about this. So I appreciate you you know, being open to doing this, but can you just kind of take everyone like through that decision and what kind of went through your mind? Yeah, no doubt. And I, like I, like I've said, um, you know, I'm an open book about this. Uh, this is something that I've thought about, you know, before I decided to hang up my cleats that, uh, I have to embrace because it's, it's definitely a, uh, interesting situation because, you know, was in double A, got named to the double A all star team, got called up to triple A and then sent back down to double A. So Out of um, nowhere, yeah. It's definitely Right. It's definitely a different uh, situation, but um, I, there's no one specific day that I thought that my career was over. Um, it was more of a accumulation of days in a row, um, where I was more focused on um, you know, coaching and impacting others' lives than I was actually playing. And um, at that point, that's when I kind of realized that I needed to take a step back and kind of figure out what I wanted to do as a as a person. So, um, like, I, I love baseball. I mean, if anyone that's listening knows this, uh, knows me, um, they know that I am a baseball junkie. Um, I eat, sleep, breathe this game. And um, I want to give back to the game that gave me everything and um, give back to people that, you know, need the help and need the guidance that that I had. And, um, you know, I, I want to go impact guys. And um, that's kind of where this whole process started was that I wanted to um, go out and impact others and make a difference in the world. Yeah, and what I think is really cool is, like, you're – so open to share your reasons why and it's such an awesome reason and I don't know I was shocked when I saw your tweet where you said that I was like is he hurt what happened but there's so much more to it and I'm I'm glad you're open to sharing like it's more about who you want to be in the future and 
how you want to impact people's lives. I think that's really cool. But was was the decision any harder because you were playing well? Were you like, okay, I should give it a couple more weeks? Or did that not really even factor into uh, it? You were just like new kind of this was the time. Right. I, I mean, it's definitely tough when you're playing well because, um, you know, I, I was hitting well. I was, I was catching well. Everything felt good. But, um, you know, it was more of a I want to go start a career in something else. Um, like, I love what the Angels did for me. And, you know, they, they drafted me as, as a senior sign in the ninth round and, um, you know, got a promotion my first year, went to big league camp, got a promotion the second year, went back to big league camp, got a promotion the third year. But, you know, kind of it's tough because, I, I mean, like I said, I love baseball. I love what the Angels did for me. But it's hard when I want to kind of go do something else. And I love being able to express that because, um, it's just who I am and it's what I stand for. And, um, you know, I want to be a morally strong human being and set a good example for others. And, um, there's a, you know, I, I want to go out there and just kind of change people's lives. And, um, because I, I can see what it, it does for kids, it, you know, what a college coach can do and what a coach does, they can impact people. And I, I really want to go out there and, and win a lot of baseball games and help kids become men and, um, you know, whatever I can do to help is what I want to do. So I'm looking forward to that challenge. So did you have an experience where a specific coach or something did impact you where you were, where it clicked in your mind where you were like, I want to do this for other people? Or like, has this been something that you've kind of known your whole life that you wanted to do? Yeah, you know, innately, I think I knew that I wanted to do this, but um, it's kind of my personality. Uh, it, it's who I am, but I think when I saw what Coach Childress did for me at Texas A&M, that I really, uh, I guess, understood what a college coach can do to a what, to an athlete. And um, you know, when I when I committed to Texas A&M, I was a junior college kid from South Florida that you know got knocked off his feet a little bit transferring out of an SEC school. So going back to an SEC school and seeing what Coach Childress does, what he stands for, and how he gets a group of guys pulling in the same direction. I was like, that's something I want to do. That's something that I, I can envision myself doing. And um, it's funny because I've sat down with him before, even before I got drafted, when he said, you know, you're, you're going to be a great coach one day. And I'm looking at him like, man, you're out of your mind. You know what I mean? But it's just, yeah. um, it's one of those times where I was like, you know, I, I feel like this is something that I want to do and something I want to be a part of. And, um, you know, it was definitely interesting timing, but when I felt like the time was right, that's kind of when I got out and I was able to um, get back into school. So looking forward to it. And, yeah, you kind of mentioned your unique path. You graduated high school early, went to LSU, transferred to a JUCO, then found your way to Aggieland, then got drafted. And do you think all of that, just like from graduating high school early to where you are in this moment, just made you grow as a person and find, like, what you want to do and who you want to be? Without a doubt, um, you know, I I think that every moment in your life kind of prepares you for the moment you're currently in, um, you know, and taking the route that I did, um, it definitely built some character and built some, you know, adversity and strength, and um, you got to learn how to work through it, and that's something that I think whenever I get into the coaching world after I graduate, um, that I'll be able to relate to kids, and I'll be able to sit down with them and tell their parents, listen, I did um, everything that you could possibly possibly imagine 
Yeah, I was about uh, to say, you literally have, you could probably relate to any situation. <laughs> correct. And that's something that I think will go a long way, especially when it comes to recruiting, that I can just sit down and tell them, like, listen, I was in your shoes not too long ago, and I was doing the exact same things. And um, it's something that I'll think I'll be able to connect and relate with those kids' families. But definitely, you know, I think my path has made me a, a unique story, <laughs> nonetheless, mm-hmm. but one that one that I wouldn't change for the world. I think it's definitely something that's worth it and something that um, really was, uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a great experience. It's just crazy to think like, I don't know, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. And if you wouldn't have signed with the angels or whatever, you could have regretted that and not ever had this experience to go teach others, you know? Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm definitely thankful that the angels gave me this chance and um, who knows what would have happened if I didn't get picked up, you know, and um, realistically, I'm glad that I got drafted. I'm glad I got to experience professional baseball because, again, now relating back to uh, recruiting and talking with guys when they're thinking about, do I come to school? Do I leave school early to go take some money in the draft? I can sit down and talk to them like, listen, this is what it's going to be like, and this is what, it, this is what it's going to do, and it's going to be an incredible experience for you. Professional baseball is one that not many people get to be a part of. And when you do, just take, take advantage of it and embrace it because it, you don't know how long your career can be. And being able to be on the field with guys that you don't really know and just trying to make it work and win games and get to the big league, that's what some guys want to do. But um, it's definitely something that uh, I'll definitely take with me and those experiences and those teaching moments that I was, you know, fortunate enough to be able to be a part of and um you know, i'll take it with me for the rest of my life without a doubt hashtag no regrets <laughs> i hate myself exactly. that i just said that but come on <laughs> exactly i mean you're not wrong so that's right <laughs> do you do you have a moment while you're playing with the angels that was just like okay this is really freaking cool or like a favorite moment i remember gosh not very long ago you were like in the locker room with Mike Trout or something? Like, do you have a moment that just really stuck uh, out? Um, I would say my first big league camp, um, I was a, oh my gosh, was I 22? I was 22, um, and I was sitting in the clubhouse. I was sitting in my locker. I had a corner locker. I was number 97, and um, I was just sitting there just kind of taking it all in because you know, I was talking with my parents about it and talking with my agent about it, and, He's like, just take this experience in. No matter how long you're up there, just take it all in and, and enjoy it. So um, I was just kind of looking around, and you're looking around the clubhouse, and you see guys like Albert Pujols and Mike Trout and Cole Calhoun Insane. and Aaron Richard and, you know, Cliff Pennington, and you're just like, okay, this is this is the real deal. This isn't, you know, some fairy tale land where, you know, these guys are on TV. You're like, I'm in the same clubhouse as future Hall of Famers and a guy that's, you know, going to be go down as one of the best players to ever live in Mike Trout. So kind of taking that moment in and um, I remember actually writing something down and just being like, this is how he does things or this is what he does. It's just crazy to watch because you watch, seriously, the greatest player of our generation just go about his business and you're like, this is this is the real deal. And it, it was such a surreal moment because, you know, you watch him on TV and it, it was seriously speechless about it. It was awesome. Isn't it kind of bizarre? I've always thought this is like people, when people talk about Mike Trout, they're like, oh, 
greatest player probably ever, which I am totally on the Mike Trout train. But you don't hear as much about him as you do about Bryce Harper or Chris Bryant. You know what I mean? And I'm like, how are people not just talking about Mike Trout every second of every day? Right. You know, Trouty's a very, uh, a real low-key guy. Um, but when you get to talk to him, he's extremely outgoing and he's extremely personable. But it's kind of getting through that, I guess, exterior to get him going and you know, it's also tough because he does a great job. Like, he'll be the first one out there and the last one to leave for autographs. He'll make sure every kid gets that autograph. He'll toss balls in the stand, broken bat, give them away, you know. So it's kind of tough when he's sitting there and, you know, he's the face of Major League Baseball, but at the same time, people aren't giving him the same recognition. Also, it's tough when he's a West Coast team because of the time difference. Like, mm-hmm. we all get that. But at the same time, it's like this guy goes about his business the right way. He does things the right way, plays the game hard, and, you know, it, it shows, and it, and he's, he's worked for everything he's gotten. So, he's um, a real freaking you know, deal. <laughs> but, right, I, exactly. I think he just needs to um, – I think him staying low-key is actually good for him because who knows what that extra attention would bring, you know, Bryce and him kind of have different personalities. For um, sure, for sure. You know, nonetheless, nonetheless they're both – um, unbelievable athletes, unbelievable people, and, uh, you know, they, they both uh, are having great careers. Yeah, I really think he's going to go down as one of the the best players to ever walk this earth. So, before we get into kind of the, oh, almost just dropped my journal, um, the fun, weird stuff, what's next for Michael Barish? Like, what's the plan? You're getting your degree, what's next? Yeah, <laughs> So as of right now, I'm working uh, some summer camps over here at A and M with the little I'm kids. Back. Yeah, with the little guys. How fun know, is that? Kind of, I love it. You know, it kind of reminds me of being a kid and being back in the summer sun in South Florida and just enjoying being outside. You know, I feel like kids don't get outside anymore because of Fortnite and some Netflix. But um, you know, you know, as of right now, I have no interaction with the guys. Um, I'm not officially signed on as a student assistant yet, so because of NCAA rules, I cannot have any interaction or um, coaching with the guys, so I kind of let them be. Uh, actually, I do let them be and let them do their work, and then um, as soon as school starts, I'll be full-blown with the team, uh, doing what Coach Childress needs me to do um, pre-game, you know, during game, post-game, write up scouting reports, talk with the guys, um, do whatever I need to do. Um, and then do whatever it takes to help the team win. Um, and then after that, I'll, I'll finish my degree in the, in the, in the process. And uh, as soon as I finish that degree, I'll go look for a job somewhere and, and take over a team and help, you know, change lives. You know, I, that's really what I, I really want to go do is go out there and just help as many people as I can because I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart that I'm changed because of my college coaches. And I was not the same person that I was when I came in as when I left. So I really want to go out there and just compete, um, help people grow as, as a baseball player and as a human and a member of society. And whatever I can do to help is what I want to do. So I'm really excited about it. Unbelievably eager to get going. I bet. And you have, you have big things ahead of you, and that's all I can say. You're just a stand-up guy. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I usually do this segment. It's just like quick hitters. Like I ask you some, you know, quick questions. So I have a couple yeah. questions for you. And then I also 
changing it up a little bit, and I'm going to ask you some fill-in-the-blank questions to make you think on your feet. So, uh, let's right, see. Okay. What was the most challenging part about playing in the majors? It could be challenging part. It could be traveling. It could be schedule. It could be whatever. I'd say the travel and the scheduling. You know, I think they're equally as uh, grindy. I guess is the right word. You know, because of scheduling, it's uh, it's interesting because this year, for example, we had a five game series to open the year, a day off, and then like twenty six in a row. It's like, why can't we just put that off day kind of in the middle? Right, (laughs) and then. Your travel, you know, we, we've had multiple days where we're traveling through the night, get into a town at 6 a.m. and uh, play a game at 7 p.m. So that's definitely, I think it's a toss-up between the travel and the scheduling for sure. All right. What is your, <laughs> this is funny because people aren't going to hear this, what we talked about before we started, but I had it actually written down. What's your guilty pleasure TV show? <laughs> Maybe maybe I'll release that whole segment we just talked about for five minutes before the podcast. Maybe I'll just release it for a special. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, right now, okay, so I have a few, but my fir- I'm currently watching Jane the Virgin on Netflix, but I am a huge fan of Friends. Oh, yeah. Like, that is, that is my go-to show. If I don't have anything else to watch, I'm just flipping on Friends and hanging out and just laughing at Joey and Chandler go back and forth for hours on end. That's without a doubt. That's definitely it. I'm with you on that. Especially if you just like need something on in the background. Friends is a good one. Oh yeah, that's the one I I accidentally, um, total accident, but I completely binge watched like eight episodes of Catfish today. Oh, I've done that before in the hotel room. Without a doubt. And I like, I didn't even mean to turn it on, but I turn it on and then I'm like, oh, this is dumb. And then I want to know what happens. <laughs> so I'm there for an hour. That is, that's perfect. All right. Who was, who was your favorite player growing up? Hmm, favorite player growing up? Oh, gosh. South Florida. I'm, oh, man. Like, it was interesting. 2003, I think it was Pudge Rodriguez. It changed growing up. It was weird. But You can have a couple. You can have a couple. Okay, so 2003, the Marlins won the World Series. It was their first World Series since 97, I want to say. Since 97, and Yvonne Rodriguez was the catcher, and I was just unbelievably obsessed with him because I didn't know I was going to be a catcher then, but I just loved watching him catch and throw. So him, Mike Lowell, a lot of South Florida guys, Mike Lowell was one of my favorite guys. And then eventually I became a Red Sox fan, and... David Ortiz was, like, my guy. And then Mike Lowell went to the Red Sox, so I was like, oh, this is perfect. So I got David Ortiz and Mike Lowell. So I would, I guess overall, Mike Lowell would be my guy, yeah. All right. And who was your World Series pick? For this year? Uh-huh. Hmm. I like the Machado deal to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, I that was think big. it's definitely a nice rental. Yeah, I think it's a nice rental, but on the same side, let's go opposite side. The Red Sox just made a deal for Evaldi, and I think that's going to help out their rotation. So right now, it looks like either the Dodgers or the Red Sox, and being a Red Sox fan, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have to go Red Sox. And Mookie's just freaking 
stupid. J.D. Martinez, Benintendi. That lineup's full, and I, I heard that they're in the mix for Moustakis, so, um, you know, you, you never know. That team might uh, get a little bit better here uh, before the uh, trade deadline. Isn't, isn't this time so fun? Like, it's so exciting because everyone's just talking rumors, and no one knows what's really going to happen. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm all in on it. I think it's good for the sport. It keeps the game interesting because it's such a long year, so kind of this they put it at the perfect time right before august right before the dog days and it's it's great this is the best time of the year so i'm going with the cubs <laughs> of course i mean i could have guessed that of course you're going oh you could have really <laughs> that's yeah I, i'm all on board with that i think they got a good team um, i'm a big joe madden fan so uh it'll be worth it so they could be the worst team in the league, and I'd still say they're going to win the World Series. All right, last last question. Because I heard this earlier on the radio this week, and it really got me thinking. This is so random, but I just needed a second opinion. Do you call a shirt a button-up or a button-down? Button-down. Really? But Button-down, and this is why. Now, I love these kind of questions because I try to create a reason that Sometimes it doesn't make sense, but I do it. I, I literally start from the top down, so I'm buttoning downwards. Wait, no, I do too, but for some reason, like when I was writing this, I was like, I say button up, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think I say a button down. Who says say a button, button up? Down. I don't think I say button up. <laughs> I've heard button up and it kind of double take at it, like that just doesn't play. That's just not the right word. Button down would be the correct term, yes. Okay, see, I'm, now I'm second-guessing myself, but these things I go back and forth on, it's definitely button-down. Button-down. I would stick with button-down. If you're in a public setting, stick with button-down as well. So is a hot dog sandwich or... Oh, gosh. And is water wet? No, not water. <laughs> Didn't you get in, like, a whole Twitter thing about this? I did because I am... I believe that water is not wet because wet is a property of water, and water <laughs> itself cannot be wet. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, I have, let's see, like six fill-in-the-blank questions, and then we'll end it there, okay? Uh, got it. Sounds great. And they're kind of broad, but you just got to think on your feet. Okay, I'm ready. I am really scared of... Clowns. The worst. Clowns. I am unbelievably scared of clowns. That's funny. That's actually really funny. I, I always, like, resort to snakes because I'm terrified of snakes. Okay. Snakes, I mean, they're uncomfortable, but clowns, like, I didn't watch it. I don't do it. It's just, I'm out. Hey, it's a good one. A lot of people can relate. When I get nervous, I... Sweat, for sure. Okay. Big sweat guy. <laughs> Big sweat. Really okay, my ideal breakfast is. Ooh, I love breakfast. Uh, pancakes, scrambled eggs with light cheese, and then like bacon. Like, but it's got to be crispy bacon. So. Oh, yeah. you have to go crispy. Without a doubt. Okay. If someone could only know one thing about you, what would it be? That was not a fill-in-the-blank. I did not phrase that right. 
If you could only know one thing about me, it would be... There we go. I'm loyal. Okay, good one. Um, If I didn't have any obligations tomorrow, a.k.a. dealing with little kids at camp, I would... Go golfing. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Go golf. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder if... (laughs) Oh, no, I'm nervous. (laughs) Actually, is wet. I was. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> or if hot dog is a sandwich. Um, if I could only have one food item for the rest of my life, it would be. Oh gosh, Lane's chicken fingers. Really? For sure. Or chick chicken fingers in general. I okay. would say chicken fingers in general. I wasn't a big Kane's person. Lane's person. But I'll tell you why, because I worked crazy hours my freshman year at A&M for the production um, place, and we always had canes, and I think I got sick of it, which is sad, because it used to be really good to me. I think I burnt out of it. That's definitely tough, but I'm a big chicken fingers guy. Like, if chicken fingers is on the menu at a restaurant and nothing else, like, or if, like, one thing is, like, look decent and then I got chicken fingers I'm taking chicken fingers so you just like you're not going to branch out if there's chicken fingers <laughs> probably not probably well, not I like, think it's that bad. I, love- I think mine would be popcorn yeah I can see that but popcorn so now now here's the deal popcorn <laughs> is a good but is it a meal like are you going to be able to get full off popcorn or you got to keep eating popcorn it's like you can't have one pistachio you have to have multiple pistachios that's you know true, I mean? but the question didn't say meal. It said food. Oh, item. you're right. You're right. That counts. You're right. You're right. That's but fair. But as a meal, oh, I love my popcorn so much, though. <laughs> like, I could eat popcorn and sweet potatoes and just live off those two things for the rest of my life. That's fair. And they're <laughs> both really good, so it's worth it. Yes. But I've had this thing. Okay, no, no one no one cares about me eating popcorn. Um... The song stuck in my head right now is. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Oh, I like, I like it by Cardi B. Okay, okay. I thought you were gonna say Kiki, do you love me? Whatever that song is called. Oh, in my feelings. No, that's a good one too. I almost did a dance song to that, like the dance video with all my teammates before I left, but we didn't have time. Um, <laughs> so. But right now, it's definitely, I like it by Cardi B because I'm a huge Cardi B fan. I think she's hysterical. My mother is going to love that. My mom is a huge Cardi oh. B fan. <laughs> okay, um, okay, this is the last one. Okay. In five years, I will be... A head coach at a university. I love it. You'll, you'll do it. You'll do it. And then, okay... So, that was the end of my fill-in-the-blank questions, but I wanted to end on this note just for, I don't know, maybe younger kids are listening. But what was, like, one takeaway from playing professional ball or just, like, college ball in general and becoming the person you are today? What's, like, one big takeaway for you? Um, make time for your teammates. Um, you know, the best thing that you can give somebody is your time. And... Um, I think that the more that you're around your teammates and the more that you 
spend time with them and get to know them as human beings and people rather than baseball players, the better the team's going to be and the better relationships you're going to build. Um, for example, you know, I'm still best friends with a kid that I played eight-year-old travel baseball with. Um, he actually came out to Vegas when I was in AAA, and um, he came to visit with him and his dad, and we still talk, and I still talk to my good friends that I played summer high school baseball with, and even some college teammates that, you know, sometimes we don't talk every day, but just reach out, and you can have an hour-long conversation with them, and I think you should make time for your teammates and kind of strive to be a great person rather than just a baseball player the team starts to win more and we become more successful quicker. So definitely make time for your teammates and, and just have fun. This is a great game to play. And um, I hope everybody gets a chance to play in the big league. So I really am looking forward to uh, seeing everybody at the ballpark. Well, what a great note to end on. You're a very positive person who has big goals and dreams. And I appreciate you being open to talk about everything that's happened in the past few weeks and yeah so thank you thank you thank and, you very much and i appreciate you having me so. and we'll we'll be in contact and we'll have to do an update in a couple weeks for everyone absolutely yeah that sounds great um, i'm looking forward to it all right sounds good thank you so much michael thank you so much again to michael for joining the podcast this week i really hope you guys enjoyed it don't forget to go follow Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WinLoserRain and like and subscribe and review on the Apple Podcast app. I would really appreciate it if y'all did that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great weekend.